The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 12th of August. In your Squiz today, Jeffrey Epstein found dead in custody. Pell's prison letter. Our leaders commit to a ban on exporting our recyclable waste. And water wallabies win. This is your Squeeze Today. Jeffrey Epstein was a well-connected American billionaire hedge fund manager who was, in July, charged for the second time with offences involving the assault and trafficking of dozens of girls as young as 14 years old. Over the weekend, Claire, he died by apparent suicide whilst in custody. And there's been a big uh, wave of outrage uh, in the wake of that, not just from his victims who will now not have the opportunity to confront him in court over those charges but also from senior law officials who want to know how on earth that could have happened. And when I say well-connected, we're talking about the likes of uh, US President Donald Trump, former President Bill Clinton uh, and Prince Andrew, to name a few. Yeah, they're the sort of circles that he moved in. There's no accusations that Trump or Clinton were involved in that sex trafficking ring, but certainly accusations have been levelled at Prince Andrew uh, in the past. That's not new and he has stridently denied being connected to any of that. But documents released on Friday, which some say may have been uh, a prelude to his suicide, uh, outline new details of sexual abuse against some very uh, very high-profile associates of uh, Epstein's. And, yeah, Prince Andrew is in that mix again there too. As far as what's next for those in his inner circle, investigators have said they'll continue to look into what was happening and what went on around Epstein. According to the Victorian Department of Justice, prisoners are not allowed to post on social media, use the internet or ask others to post on their behalf. It's this rule that has George Pell in some strife. A letter that he had penned to supporters last week landed on Twitter on Friday and that has Victoria's Justice Department looking into how that came to be distributed on social media. Uh, the Australian says that Pell didn't know that the letter was going to make it into the Twitter sphere um, if he had issued it and asked someone to do that, there could be sanctions for him. Pell is, of course, in a Victorian jail. He was convicted for abusing two choir boys uh, in 1996. He's appealing that conviction. Last Friday was the Council of Australian Governments meeting known as COAG. That's where state and territory leaders sit down with the Prime Minister. As we mentioned on the podcast last week, recycling was on the agenda and out of it came an agreement to ban the export of recyclable waste. They're going to have to work out how that works. Environment ministers from the federal government and from those state and territory governments now need to get together and work out the details. Uh, we, of course, export uh, quite a, a few million tonnes of our recyclable waste um, to predominantly Southeast Asian countries and a lot of those are starting to crack down and ban um, the acceptance of that waste and Scott Morrison said that it's a problem that we have to deal with. 
They've been sending it back, in fact. So, yeah, no details on how they'll actually do it yet, just the in-principle agreement. Uh, In Hong Kong, tear gas has again been fired at pro-democracy demonstrators who were out in their thousands for the 10th consecutive weekend. And in and around Shanghai over the weekend, Typhoon Lakima caused the evacuation of over 1 million people. There's 32 people uh, reported to have been killed as a result of Lakima um, and, yeah, 3,200 flights in and out of Shanghai and Beijing, which is the sort of area that uh, that typhoon has come through, have been cancelled. Yeah, quite remarkable images coming out of that part of China, that Shanghai region, that typhoon now moving further north. Back here in Australia and still on weather, they said it'd be cold. They weren't wrong. In Canberra, snow fell on the Giants' Hawthorne game. Pretty amazing for AFL fans. And speaking of snow, there's still a possibility of it falling in Queensland. They're getting rugged up up there. I know talking to friends in Queensland yesterday, they were complaining about how cold it was. But yes, they've been. They don't deal with it well. They don't (laughs) deal with it well. They're not built for it either. Um, Yeah, but when you go through um, that cold front coming through the Blue Mountains and Victoria's Dandenong Ranges, there were some spectacular photos over the weekend of snow falling. Uh, That snow that fell in Canberra on that AFL match could be the first time snow has actually fallen on a seniors AFL or VFL game in its history, which is quite remarkable given the sort of areas that football has been played in over the years. But yeah, more cold weather today, um, then it's going to ease through the week. But if you're in Perth or Darwin, it's been beautiful by the looks of things for, for quite a few days. You've missed all of it. Yeah, 24 in Perth today, I saw. Balmy. Sunny. I just saw sunny and went, sounds delightful. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Perth, great news for rugby fans. Uh, the first Bledisloe Cup match that was played there over the weekend saw the Wallabies down the All Blacks 47-26, to 26, our biggest victory ever over the Kiwis. Incredible when you think about how they've been struggling with form. Uh, they haven't had much success in, in the last really couple of years, but for the Wallabies to take that record-breaking victory over the All Blacks was really something. And of course, with its legal stoush over Israel Folau, it's quite um, heartwarming, I guess, for fans who are really staring down September's World Cup. We won't mention that uh, the All Blacks were down a player for the whole second half. <laughs> no, don't no, move on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the problem is that in order to take out the Bledisloe, they need to beat the All Blacks at Eden Park. That's in Auckland on Saturday. The Wallabies haven't beaten the All Blacks there since 1986. Looking forward to that one. The subject line, Claire. The subject line today is from In Excesses Need You Tonight. It's the lyric, uh, so slide away and give me a moment. Okay. That uh, has to do with a church in uh, the UK, um, Norwich, Cathedral, they've installed a big slippery dip. Wow, fun. (laughs) And it's an incredible picture to look at. But the idea is um, the canon there wants people to come in and get a bit closer to the ceiling and have a look at uh, all the the things inside the church. But it's all in all to spark new conversations, he says, about God and about the church and trying to get people engaged. That would definitely get me in. Oh, you'd have to go and have a look. Definitely want to go on that. Absolutely. Traditionalists aren't amused, of course, but... um, 
Um, he's he's no, trying, this guy. Great idea. That's all from us today. Plenty more in the Squeeze Today email. If you read the email every day this week, you'll go in the draw to win a $100 country road voucher. Don't forget you can follow the Squeeze on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Enjoy your Monday. Have a good start to the week and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au.